Welcome to Bites of Light with Angel and Seth Rohr. We provide bite-sized nuggets of wisdom to feed your soul, expand your awareness, and free your mind to help you create a more beautiful today and a brighter tomorrow. Join us in our magical kitchen as we serve up another high-vibe snack for your soul. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Bites of Light, Snacks for Your Soul. Today, I have a very incredible healer friend with me, Kaitara Light. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for so much for having me. <laughs> oh my goodness, we have so much to talk about. When I first moved to this area, I stayed underground for a long time doing my work and, you know, in my dreaming practice with my teachers. And when I actually popped up, popped my head up out of the ground and looked around in Richland and I was like, oh, well, who's here to play with? You were one of the first people that came into my world. How exciting. What are you yeah, that was amazing. to our listeners? All right. Yeah, no, it was amazing. I remember um, when you had yourself, it was in the metaphysical um, entrepreneurs group is where I first saw you. You were talking about your book and I was like, this sounds awesome. I want to know her. And then it ended up that you were going to do something at Angie's, which was our mutual friend. And I was like, yes, I'm going to that. That's amazing. And then with the breath work, which is incredible. So it has been so, yeah. (laughs) Breath work here as well. Yes. Okay. So I'm Kaitara Light. I am the creator of Chakra Metamorphosis. I am a divine alchemist and coach and guide, and I host women retreats around the world. And my mission, I should say, is to, to bring us to the next level. So I just want to bring everybody into their divine metamorphosis. I'm so honored that you've created the space to talk about these things and get this message out there because it is one of those things that like I'm fully invested in. I believe with all of my heart that this is the one of the things that will heal the world. And so just thank you. Thank you for having me in your space and for helping me spread this message. It's so exciting. It's so exciting when you can find people to play with on that, that vibration where you sit And I remember that circle. I had just come home from Teotihuacan with Rebecca and I was needing, needing that grounding, needing that circle, needing women to sit with and being in that space and just allowing myself to receive was the medicine that I needed in that time. And I think as healers, as professionals that are doing this kind of work, Sometimes we forget to do that, that receive part. A hundred percent. How many, <laughs> how many of us teach it, preach it, la, la, la. Well, the mastery part is, are you, are you taking your own medicine? Right. A hundred percent. Embodiment is key, right? And um, that's one thing that I'm really, really stepping into is the receptivity. Right. And so it's like, you know, as retreat leader, right? It's always, I've never been to one where I've actually been the guest. And so I'm actually very, very excited to go to Tio and just let you pamper me and and you fill me with love and healing and magical things that are outside of what I'm, what I'm, you know, used to experiencing, right? Because it's always about that stretch. It's always about what can I, what can I step into that will cause a little bit of discomfort, but will also lead to an incredible amount of self-discovery and awareness. 
And so I'm all, that's what I'm all about. Like where are, where's our limitations and how do we push through that? <laughs> so exactly. receptivity, I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah. And it's important. That is, that is the goddess energy. Yes. Right. And, yes. and if you're not able to step into that receptivity, you know, that's where your work is. Exactly. Right now we're doing a uh, meta goddess energy, which is the program that I'm running right now for women who've been through chakra metamorphosis and are just anchoring even deeply, even more deeply into that meta goddess energy. And so it is, it's 100% about desire and allowing yourself to kind of just understand what it is that you truly desire and the spaces from which that desire comes, right? Where does that desire emanate? Is that coming from a fear or a lack or a pain, or is that coming from like, deep, deep self-love and nourishment, right? And so I think being able to distinguish the two is really, really important. Um, yeah. And then being able to step and take action from that place is really, really important. Well, I, I like the the talk about the two, self-love and nourishment, because sometimes you need help to nourish, right? And sometimes you have blinders on, you know, because we we do stock our own energy lines and we figure out where we need to, you know, what we need to heal and where it's coming from and what timeline is coming from. What, what age were you? Like, there's all these things that we do to learn how to clear out our shit. However, there is another piece that you have help and you have some individual journeys. There's both. Yeah. And what I'm witnessing, what I'm witnessing in, in the communities right now is there's lots of people saying you should, you should, you should. Well, for one, one of my biggest mantras is don't ever shit on yourself. I <laughs> love that. Allow the reception, allow, allow teachers into your world. Even masters have teachers. Yes. Right. There's this ever evolving cycle that we need to be receptive and teach. Like it's, it's a circle. Yeah. And it has really come into my awareness over the last couple of months that if the people that you're looking to work with are saying they don't have teachers or if they have the only answer, run the other way. Yes. Or if they refuse yes. to Because you have it. to be able to expand your mind, right? Because right. if you're only looking through one lens, you've already limited yourself. You've already handicapped yourself and you're stuck in your own mindscape. And from there, you can't really go anywhere else without that outside saying, hey, but this is also available to you. Why not try it this way? Why not look at this fear and see if that serves you or not? You need that person that's going to kind of like point out and say, you know, this is out of alignment a little bit for you. And if you look at it, like there might be a, a solution that you're just not seeing, right? And so I think just the invitation into our own self-awareness and and somebody to hold the space while we safely explore who we are and what we're going through is really, really, really powerful mm -hmm. and so important. Yeah. Well, and a lot of this work does, does revolve around dissolving the ego. And I think, you know, when people get stuck in that space where I'm doing this myself, I'm doing it by myself, I, you know, it's almost a trauma response. Oh, yeah. The disconnection so is so deep. So in chakra metamorphosis, one of the biggest, most empowering pieces of this is like, I see it as we have this human journey. We've been kind of going through this evolutionary process as humans. 
And we're kind of starting to evolve beyond where our limitations of humanness are and into our divinity and into our magic and into these other facets. I see, feel like like our humanness is like a multifaceted or like multi-dimensional piece of who we are. But then there's also these other dimensions of who we are as well. And so a lot of like our humanness is rooted in disempowerment. And so in chakra metamorphosis, it's about how like showing up for yourself, like learning to gain your own divinity, your own magic, to see yourself overcome, to start to create your own realities, to start to open and break down you know, the walls that were limiting you from your receptivity so that you can be in that goddess energy and just fully thriving in life, right? So that's just, it's, it's, it's so freeing. It's so liberating. It sets my soul on fire. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How did you get into this space? And, and you've written the book, you've written a book. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Codes of Metamorphosis. Right. It does tell my story a hundred percent where to start it it started with a dream sometimes when I trace it back I'm like where was the starting point of all of this right I feel like my whole life has been leading me up to this right <laughs> me too I hear you on that yeah <laughs> so it's like where is the starting point it started with a dream I had done some work it was a new moon and an Aquarius energy so it was in February and then by March I had this dream it was right around my birthday actually and so when I had this dream, I was, do you want me just to tell you the dream? Yeah. Or do, okay. yeah, tell me everything. Okay, perfect. It's like the first chapter of my book. So in the dream, I was, I met my, my guide Rose on the beach and she, we were looking out into the water and she was like asking me like, do you want to go out there? it looked nice and smooth and beautiful and it was a sunny day and I was like yeah of course the water looked so sparkly it almost didn't look like water it was straight up like liquid light it was just like let me dip my whole body in that please and so I did I went into the ocean and then I was floating and I was just like peaceful and then I had floated out really far and so when I was paying attention you know I turned around and I had gone a lot further than I thought and I started to freak out a little bit and when I started to freak out a little bit the ocean got a lot more turbulent. And as my thought processes got more turbulent, um, so did everything that I was battling, right? And so like my journey to get back to myself was really just about like relaxing and surrendering and just, you know, trusting that the tides of life were going to carry me home essentially. Um, And so I had to go through this whole process of kind of like becoming the ocean itself and expanding myself like, shore to shore you know what I mean like like when I when I really dipped into it it was kind of like like this ocean is responding to me because it's it's made of me like this is not regular water this is like light and I can like go underneath and I can become one with this and then in the same breath it was kind of like you know when the fear kicked back in and I was underneath the light like I let myself go underneath the light well then all of a sudden it got dark and it was kind of like well, am I the darkness too, right? So then it was like, that was expanding and I had to catch myself in that feeling. And then when I thought that I was falling, you know, I I was just like, I got to just free fall. Like I got to just trust that there's something here to catch me. And when I, when I fell, you know, it, it kind of fizzled back into light because I was kind of like facing that fear or whatnot. Yeah. And so I was actually rising to the surface. So then it was like teaching me about perception. And I was like, okay, this is cool. So then I had risen back to the surface and I came back out and Rose was there on, on the, 
on the banks with some really beautiful, like, I don't know, like ascended masters or some type of beings. And they all had different chakra colors. And throughout my journey, the ocean, as I was going throughout the process, the ocean was taking like, old, like it was like literally washing through me, the old colors, like washing out. And I was afraid for the earth. Like it was kind of like a tidal wave of like when I was in my root chakra, like the red energy, like rolled through the earth, right? Like it washed out of me and then rolled across the earth. And then this new color, when I got out of the ocean, started to feel like, you know, cause I was, I had emptied myself of the color, which is how I went into the darkness. That's what it was. And so once I was empty of all of my chakra colors, that's when I went into the darkness and that's when I had to catch myself and rise to the surface. But when I came back out, these beings had these new chakra colors. So, and so I was like noticing that when I got back out, the cosmic ocean itself started pouring itself into me. So I was standing on the beach and I had the ocean come and run these waves through me. And so it was like violet water that like light water, whatever, went into my root chakra I had green energy that poured into my sacral chakra. I had orange energy that poured into my solar plexus. I had red energy that poured into my heart, indigo that poured into my higher heart, yellow into my throat, white into my third eye, and pink into my crown. And it matched with the higher beings that were on the on the shore there. And so I thought about this dream when I woke up from this dream. Rose, she said, you're ready, right? I've worked with Rose. I know her. We're, we're close. I know this, this energy. And she said, you're ready. And I woke up and instantly I wrote down this whole entire dream because I just knew how important it was. And I thought about it for months and months and months and months until I was like, let me just play with this energy. Let me bring this into my practice. Let me work with the crystals. I work with frequency energy. I see color. You know what I mean? So like, the, this is very resonant. This is very much in my wheelhouse. And so I started to play with it and my clients started experiencing just really, really magical results as we started to feel into like what the frequencies actually naturally are, right? Because what I realized is that we have these internal dialogues that kind of like block us from our healing, but like our ego can't, and we have these natural resonances too with like red, like red, if you've feel red, right? It makes your heart beat faster. You go into survival mode. You're kind of like, right. You're a little pumped up. It's a dense energy. And so if you feel violet, you're peaceful, you're tranquil, you're soft, disconnected, right? When your ego is involved and we want to say like, I want to feel really peaceful right now. You have all these stories about why you can't feel that way. But if you say like, I'm just going to take some violet energy and root it down into my, my root chakra that's like peace throughout your entire environment, right? The root chakra controls the environment. So everything that you're rooted into, this it's a different frequency. And so I started really playing with that of like how powerful and potent could this be to use in healing to allow us to kind of like choose a natural resonance versus trying to make ourselves have this dialogue shift. You know what I mean? It's very, very powerful just to yeah. be in that space. And so that's what it was. It was just kind of this like, it was this amazing dream. And then this intense curiosity. Yeah. Well, it, that, that's how, that's how all seeds of creation bloom, <laughs> right? And, you know, people have dreams and then don't write them down and forget. 
that like in, in our language, in the Toltec tradition, that you taking the action to write it down, work with it, do that. Like that was a gift given to you by the universe, which everybody's, everybody's given gifts. But if you're not aware enough to hang on to them and take action, that's the Jaguar medicine. Yeah, that's, that's that's Jaguar medicine, that action piece that that's where the warrior comes in and does, writes it down, starts playing, analyzing it. Blah, blah, blah. That's that's the warrior energy and playing with the different frequencies and figuring out how they work for you. It's brilliant. The world needs more languages. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's nice because it's kind of like something that we can all just connect with because we experience color, you right. know, we know how it makes us feel yeah. and we can build a relationship with color. Even if like, we don't have it already, we can build a relationship with color and like what that frequency does. And then when we visualize that color, we're activating that frequency, that natural resonance. Like we've, we're, we're building that neural pathway exactly. and we don't even have to strive for it. It gets to be really easy. You know, and so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about all of the ways that there are to heal and to move forward and to alchemize and to become this new version of self mm -hmm. that are so available to us now that like, I feel like weren't available before. Well, the veil's thinner. Oh yeah. Right? Things have like, shifted. The, yes. <laughs> yes. We are, we are entering the Piscean age and it is we know the maternal medicine is coming and the maternal medicine is from the earth. You know, that when, when you talk about the colors, you know, there's crystals that, that resonate with the colors. My first initiation into this kind of work was through crystal therapy that my, a lot of my awakenings came through crystals. And then I awesome. go to Teotihuacan and the whole place is littered in crystals. I had no idea. <laughs> That, you know, the ancient beings that were on this planet that came to this planet, you know, in Atlantis and Lemuria and all that crystals were a thing. Yes. You know, and, and my family and, and, you know, so many people that were in my world, like I came from the gym, I came from high performance sport and now I'm playing with crystals. Like it was such a shift in my world, yeah. but it was, know, a, it was a level of discomfort, right? It was. For but, everybody, including myself, but you stretch in the yourself into it. <laughs> it was a calling, just like you said that some that we've been preparing for this since birth. I feel you on that. That that was my journey as well, and it still continues. And and living in the mystery is so exciting. And is. there is a level of courage that you need to have to step into this. Oh yeah, because that's oh yeah, tender. And allowing yourself to receive, those are some scary concepts for a lot of humans. Well, and it doesn't come easy, right? Because I feel like we have to kind of stretch our spiritual muscles to build up that, that yes. space. You know what I mean? So it's like, for me, like, okay, for my first, my first retreat, for example, <laughs> I was co-facilitating. I was actually approached by a woman who read my book. She wanted to throw retreats. She wanted me just to come and host and everything. And so I was like, very honored. She did all the ticket sales, she took care of everything. You know, it was so awesome. And we went to Hawaii because that's where I thought that the new earth root chakra should be is in paradise, right? Like, right, of course. It's so safe, so beautiful. Like, 
and and they experience that polarity with like the volcano possibility and yet it's still paradise right so it just held that divine frequency for me and I was like this is it and so we went there and we were doing our root chakra stuff well she actually like left and abandoned us on the retreat she was so triggered because she wasn't getting I guess like the acknowledgement that she needed or whatnot and she literally abandoned me with all of these women told me to take care of it like I was just I mean I was very very thoroughly initiated into this space you know what I mean so I was like I thought I had like a mental freaking breakdown you know what I mean it's like what am I gonna do and and the answer was hold the frequency do the thing that you teach, do the thing, find the peace, find the gold, find the alchemy, find how this serves you, find how this becomes, you know, the thing that lights you up, the thing that leads to your next best, you know, moment, right? So we did. And it was, it was the most magical thing ever. And ever since then, it's like, where do we go next? You know what I mean? We're traveling the world, we're activating these new earth sacral space or chakra spaces. And so Oh my goodness. Such a big energy. (laughs) It is, you know, and I I can remember uh, a facilitator. I worked at a drug and alcohol rehab center that is nestled in the Kootenai mountains in Canada on crown land. It's surrounded by mountains right at the apex where the mountain meets the, the ground. And, and it's just a magical place as vortexes on the property. And in the tour that he gave me, he said, you know, you can come and work here, but they don't even need the words out of your mouth. They need the land and they need your presence. So, you know, there's, there's the space of, you know, if you can hold the frequency, like you just said, if you can hold that frequency, it doesn't necessarily even matter what comes out of your mouth because it's the presence of the energy that matters. Can, can you hold that 100%. We were doing the shift, right? So we did like red. We went into Volcano National Park. We stayed in this like wooden, rustic, like beautiful. I mean, it was beautiful, but it was still just with the dense, you know, red root energy. And we did. We did this beautiful alchemy. There was a eclipse that took place directly over Hawaii. And we were, we watched the eclipse. And so we did this like blank slate and we were just kind of in that space. It was, we were on the black day. So we did red and then we did black and then we're going to violet and then we do white. Right. So it's, we were on the black day, but that was the day she cleared herself. She literally could not transition into the violet with us. And so I was just like, okay, I was just seeing that as, you know, we always have this kind of space where we're in this, this void and anything can happen. We show how we show up to what happens in the void, you know what I mean? That's what dictates whether we're in the light or in the dark or in the, you know, the receptivity or the lack based energy. Right. right? So it's like, I think that as much as we, we want to try and pretend like we have everything figured out, it's really just about life is coming at you. And how do you show up to that? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Because we are always at choice. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when we're in the void, especially when the angel of death has come and something <laughs> really big has happened in your world, you are then yeah. at choice of how you're going to deal with it. Oh, and, yeah. You know, it's important. And to embrace it. Right? Yeah. 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 
or fight with it, whatever works, whatever oh, feels like it's going to serve you in the moment. Right. Oh, and there's a, always a journey and a lesson and a blessing attached to that. Well, and humans have been conditioned to suffer. Exactly. Right. Because so, that's disempowerment. Because right. when we suffer, we're, we're disempowered and we don't know our divinity. We, we're not allowed to, we don't give ourselves permission to believe that we could break out of, you know, this, this disempowered state when we're dependent on others. You know what I mean? So a lot of chakra meta is actually a lot about sovereignty. You know what I mean? It's very much about what part of you is allowing this? What part of you can alchemize this? What part of you, you know what I mean? So it's, it's really just like, it's actually a new way of processing energy is what it is. It's the, what I, what I teach. And it's like the ultimate, you know, you break it down. It's really just processing energy that's already present, right? Cause the chakras have the consistent energy that they're willing to process, right? The root's going to process your environment. It's going to spin your environment into form. So like the people in your space, your tribe, your community, what you do in your environment, how you support, whether you feel safe, whether you feel, you know, secure, those kind of things your sacral chakra is always going to be your creative energy. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, well, if your, your creative energy is orange, that's a fire energy. So it needs to be really like ignited. It needs to be passionate. It needs to be wild for you to feel that spark. Right. But in sacral chakra, it's very, so like it turns green in chakra meta. So green is just that space of neutrality. It's like, if you can just be neutral in neutrality, you can still be in perfect functioning energy and green is healing and green is resonant with organic growth and like thrival and like you know instead of your womb space being on fire and this sacred you know garden and your body being on fire what if it is totally potent with seeds of life and and seeds of intention and like just holding that and letting your body process that green space and like feeling like secret gardens are in your womb space is so healing versus like, I need that fire consumptive, like that, you know, your, your sacral chakra is also your diet and it's also your sex. And so it's like, if we're in that consumptive energy and it's around sex and it's around food and alcohol and things that are just maybe not best for us, it's not serving. And then think of how many people have developed like inflammation, you know, PCOS, scar tissue that's like you know stds things that are spreading like wildfire these energies are not serving the orange frequency is no longer serving here so if we can switch that and go into that green which is that co-creative masculine feminine perfect harmony balanced energy that's where the healing and the next level goddess self can be like creative but at the new level of 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 what's truly just possible Versus always needing to be stoked, you know, like that's, that takes out that dependency piece. And so we do that in all of the chakras and we, and we alchemize into what is the most best serving way to hold the frequency here? What frequency serves the best? And it feels really magical to be able to go into that sovereignty and to just not feel disempowered and to not feel dependent. Mm Yeah, and those are those are two of the 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 biggest things that humans suffer suffer with. It's like we all come down with some of that programming from our ancestors and you know parents and and, and all of that. It's what is our part to clear this time around? 
Right. You know, and then once you've cleared that, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Right. A hundred percent. I feel like it just keeps coming. Right. <laughs> you can choose to sit in that suffering and lots of humans do. And even some that are awake still to just choose to sit in it, you know, but at some point moving into the light, moving into the joy, moving into the manifestation and the abundance and the gratitude, you know, that's getting into that dreaming space, that higher vibrational collaborative space is where humans are now moving up to. Because I think through the pandemic, everybody's had enough. You know, oh, the, yeah. The drama kind of got to the point where people are saying enough. And so this medicine now needs to be spread throughout the world. People need to understand that they don't have to suffer. A hundred percent. And they are at choice. A hundred percent. And I think I'm really proud of the people right now because I feel like there is a lot of suffering going on in the world. And I feel like at the same time, people are not feeding it the way that they used to, you know, to make it even bigger and bigger and bigger. And like, I'm a big fan of, so since I work with frequency, I watch the Schumann resonance, things like that. Like you can tell when there's a big, bold event of, of pain or suffering or something, you know, cause you'll see that spike or whatnot. But then on the other hand, like you can see it rise back up immediately. It's just things that you haven't seen before and it's gold and it's alchemy and it's, it's, you know what I mean? So like, you can see these these pieces have landed these these permissions these awarenesses are finally like becoming integrated they're finally awakening in like the cells at a cellular level which it's amazing (laughs) yeah and you know it it does get dicey you know we, we see people you know with everything that's going on on the other side of the world right now people getting hooked into that pain and feel like if they're not suffering then they're not acknowledging what's happening over there. A hundred percent. And you can acknowledge what's happening over there and take action without allowing that suffering to take you out. Because if you take yourself out, you're no good to anybody, especially yourself. Exactly. So that's red heart chakra meta. So in the, in heart chakra, it's very much about relationships. You know, it's about love. It's about your ability to be in receptivity and, and to receive. Right. And so within relationships, and so it used to be green. So green still that just that neutrality. So if we could be in a space of neutrality, then we would be able to pour love and we were the gardeners so we would water and nourish each other and tend to each other and tend all these seeds of love and plant them and spread them and that's really really beautiful but if we weren't tending to each other and watering each other and nourishing each other you know it's kind of like we were or if I sent a piece of myself to you with this even exchange energy and you didn't send it back then I was in a state of lack right until you sent me something that like validated me in some way, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, okay. So that's, that's dependent love, even though it's very beautiful and it served humanity to be like, I'm not giving up on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm absolutely not, but we've got to this point now where it's like enough is enough because at a certain point, the next level of our empowerment comes from self-accountability. You know what I mean? It comes from like, okay, So the new frequency is red and red is used to be in the root chakra. It holds, you know, resonance with our bloodlines, with our densities, our fear, our pain, our angers, 
you know, and what better place to hold those dense energies than our heart space, to be able to breathe through it, to allow it to kind of like process, to hold space for ourselves, right? And if we bring those red energies into our heart and we meet them with love, that is alchemy. That is the healing that we need, right? So it's not about projecting it out into the world and then having to face it in your reality because you just manifested it, even though you didn't know because you're suppressing these energies. It's about, I'm going to bring this into my heart, sit with this space and kind of let it process through my being. Like you, like red being blood, right? It's just kind of like, if you picture the energy of love as that red energy coursing through your veins, right? So like you're literally already full head to toe of love. You can never actually be lacking. You can never actually give away a piece of yourself and not have it returned. Like you're always at all times full of love. You're always at all times enough. There's not something you have to do. There's no conditions that you have to meet. You don't have to tend and water and nurture. Your presence, your being, the, the breath in your chest it means you are love and you don't have to do anything to prove that. And so the permission to like embody that in your, in your heart chakra is so healing to so many people who are bending over backwards, killing themselves, trying to take care of people who are not willing to take care of themselves. And I know that that's hard. Trust me. I've been on this journey, right? I had a brother who's an addict. I lost a sister who's also an addict. Um, still very emotional about these things. You know what I mean? But at the same time, they're in the truth of my goddess self. There's nothing that I could have done for them. Right. They had to choose their healing. You know, I have one brother who is healing because he did choose it, you know, especially after my sister passed, um, mm -hmm. which was a catalyst for that, for those things. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like to find the gold, to find the beauty. That's what I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah, it's big. It's big. Yeah. That's what it's really all about, you know? And so I think giving ourselves permission to be, so I say, you know, chakramata is, is about embodying a new way of being. It's about your chakras evolving so that you process energy as a new version of self, essentially. And I think giving ourselves that permission to not have to be accountable for other people, but kind of, you know, if, if you're always full, you're always in overflow. You know, I don't teach boundaries. That's one thing I do not teach. I don't teach boundaries. And the reason for that is because I teach hold the frequency. Always be in your loving overflow. Always have that door open, but not to the point of I rise down here to where I'm meeting you at this level and my door is open. It's I'm up here. My door is open and you have to, to come up here to receive from it. But when you do, when you choose you, this is available to you. Do you know what I mean? And that is so empowering to so many people to be like, wow, I don't have to consistently live down here with them. I can actually try and be my best self because ultimately we have to be the mirror. The universe is a reflection of us, right? So yes. it's only when we believe that we have to fix others, we actually need to work on fixing ourselves. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we just I, need to work on ourselves. <laughs> I love, I love the, just hold the frequency and meet me here. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. This, it, and it, and it kind of comes right into what we're doing in Teo. It is root to rise all the way up, right? Oh That's the gosh, theme of that. our journey, root to rise. And what? yeah. And, and so <laughs> to have, you know, I love a lot of your perceptions because they're, they're some of them I've never heard before. I've been doing this work for a long time and 
even listening to some of your explanations is challenging my agreements. I love that. And lights me up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it lights me up too, because that's why we need to collaborate and humans in general at this vibration. We need to share each other's medicine because everybody has a different perception on how to heal. And the planet needs as many different perceptions on how to heal as we can, because every single human is different. Our soul baskets are different. I need different medicine than so-and-so is going to need, than so-and-so is going to need and all of that. Well, and our ability to perceive, right? Like sometimes some people will take it in, in, in one language and maybe not understand the other languages. Exactly. And so it makes a lot of sense for there to, for us to all be essentially doing the same work, but in so many different facets of perception. Yeah. And, and some people, you know, the, the right fighters would say, well, sacral chakra is water energy. What are you talking about? It's fire, right? That it's fascinating that it has come in for you with this brand new level of awareness and we're going to listen. And it's, (laughs) you know, one of my girlfriends always says, you know, take what I say, take, take what you like and leave the rest. That right there is a teaching. Yes. Perception is key. You don't have to write fight you know, and, and everybody's going to teach it differently. We have another, one of our authors that wrote in the book, he does crystal energy work. That's very similar to Reiki. And the same sort of thing happened with me when we were talking to him, I'm like, wow, that's a very different way of doing things. Good for you. (laughs) You know, it's fascinating how there's so many different modalities and I love it because I think there does have to be a framework, like lots of, you know, uh, Yusui Reiki has been around forever. Like these ancient traditions that have been around forever. Oh, trust me going against like the norm of chakra teachings, like the most ancient teaching, like it's yogic, like everything is based on chakra when it comes to energy healing. So for me to have, you don't even know. (laughs) I I can't even imagine the poking. And I love it because the thing is, if, if, if people are rising up, that means you're onto something. Yeah, right. it, it took a lot to to yeah. to, to really stand behind it, and yeah. and and really, it didn't take a lot. You know, it took a lot. It was it was a lot of fear. It was a lot of, of like, how could I? Who the hell am I to right. actually change the chakra system? Like, what? Yeah, no, you know, and and there was a lot of that for a long time. But the more that I witnessed the shift, the more that it just became undeniable to the point of like this has to happen. Like, this is what my, it's what my bones were put on this earth to do. (laughs) Yeah. And when it's that deep of a calling, you have to listen. You can't not listen. You can't not listen. Even if, even if that fear is there, even if that, you know, I've, I've witnessed that myself and, you know, going against the grain, you know, you got to have thick skin and learn how to dodge arrows. Oh yeah. Right. And even, even writing my book too, the same thing. I, people who I thought were my friends came after me and tried to, you know, dim my light. And it was a very interesting experience to go through six months ago. And I can't even imagine what you went through when your book came out. So again, that's something that we mirror for each other. It's like, yeah, we are here to shake foundations and shift things up. And, you know, I didn't put I, I didn't have world-class athletes for no reason. Like I challenged perceptions for 30 years in the gym world before I stepped into this, this yeah. playground. Cause that's what I, we're playing. Like it's, 
People oh yeah, take life so seriously. It's like you understand. <laughs> we are <here laughs> this is my joy. Blip. This is my my passion. <laughs> we're here for a blip on the radar, and then we yeah. come back and we try again. Stop being so damn serious. <laughs> yes, yes. I feel like I I do. I feel like we are so infinite, and I feel that we've been on this journey for a long, long, long time, and that each piece has helped us to continue to evolve forward. I feel like we're in a constant state of evolution, especially right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially oh, right now, but I feel like we've right always now. been. We always have been, and I feel like just letting that be our truth instead of staying stuck and stagnant. And what may or may not be serving, you know, just like, what else is there? How else can I, can I meet myself? I guess is, is the question that we should all be asking ourselves. Yeah. And we need to, you know, I, I think by sharing our experiences, sharing some of our wisdom and sharing space, Hey, come play with us. You know, it gives people an opportunity to shift their perception but they have to be ready they, they have to want it too you know? oh yeah we can't do the work for them right that's Red right heart meta. if you're yeah. vibrating into the field and my unique essence you like my flow then cool we can play together exactly, exactly. <laughs> i say swim together right let's swim in the ocean of love and yeah. i just feel see this divine overflow just this loving ocean of love that surrounds us and whoever wants to swim in it it's well they're welcome Exactly. And I am so excited that you're joining us in Teo. This, so it is April 4th. We're going for nine days and we will experience the solar eclipse there. And I'm so excited. I, it, it is, yeah, to experience it at the solar eclipse in October and then bookend another trip first time facilitating coming into this and I know so yeah it's I can't wait and you know I people who struggle with western medicine people who are having ailments and stuff whether it's mental physical spiritual emotional this playground in Mexico is somewhere it's like boot camp I want to be stretched. I want to experience that. I, you know, I'm so interested in the, in what you are teaching and the space that you're holding with the Toltec teachings. And I'm, I'm excited to learn the language. I'm excited right. to, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. cause again, I feel like it's all similar and I can see when you're talking about your thing and I'm like, Oh, that's this little transformation. That's this metamorphosis, you know? And so like, I can identify like, okay, that looks really really right and that feels really right to me because it's all the same kind of medicine it's right. just in a different language like we had said yeah. and so I, I'm excited to learn this language yeah. um, and be experiencing some new things yeah and it is an initiation like there's and to not have to facilitate <laughs> don't well, get me wrong I love right? facilitating I absolutely love it but I'm so excited to just be like okay I surrender I'm here yeah. And, you know, I, I, truly, <laughs> I truly believe that teachers that won't work with other teachers and won't, you know, do their own work in group settings, they're still on that guru yeah. trajectory and it's denser, lower energies. And that patriarchal bullshit is being cleared out. 
They're yes. going to be left behind if they don't surrender and allow, especially women to teach them. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. Women who sit together, heal together, rise together. It's magic. It That's is. the magic. It That's is. what it's all about. I swear. It, it truly <laughs> is. I'm yeah. so, so excited to play with you some more. Tell the people where they can find you, where they can find your book, how they can connect with you, all that good stuff. Sure. My book is on Amazon. It's called The Codes of Metamorphosis. You can find me. It is what's my website? I don't even know what off the top of my head. <laughs> Healingmetamorphosis.com. That's what it is. Drop and everything that's where you can find. <laughs> yeah. So healingmetamorphosis.com. That is my website. That's where you can find any of my offers, any of my services. You can be able to reserve a space there. I also host retreats. Our next retreat is going to be one to Alaska, which is a summer solstice event to be under the midnight sun in Alaska is just absolutely amazing. And then we'll be going to Costa Rica for the Earth Star activation. So we've done Hawaii, which was the root chakra. We're going up in frequency, not in chakra elevation, but in frequency. So we've started with violet. We went to indigo. Next is blue. So we're doing the blue Earth Star activation in Costa Rica. The Any information about that is also on my website. And then I'm on Facebook. So find me. That's where I like to be. I like to just flow and I'm not a very techie kind of girl. So if it's on the website, then cool. But a lot of my stuff is just on my Facebook. Like, hey guys, this is present. Do you want to join me? Yeah. So it's at Kaitara Light. Same thing with Instagram. So yeah. I love if anybody who's interested wants to come hang out in the metamorphosis world. And come hang out with both of us in Teo in April. Yes, yes, do that. Do that. <laughs> do that. There's still space available. So, yeah, if you want to come to the pyramids and see what that's all about, if you're ready for the next initiation, reach out and let's have a chat. It was absolutely fabulous chatting with you today. So Same. great. I'm what sure we will do it again soon. And I look forward to chatting with you again soon, love. Yeah, so good to see you. All my love. Thank you for having me. Thank you for sharing your time and energy with us. The best way to help us spread this message is to rate, review, and subscribe. If this episode impacted you in any way, share it with others, post about it on social media, or put something in the comments. Also check out our website for upcoming events and books at www.roarrevolution.com. All our gratitude and love. All our love. See you soon.